You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. This is Tim Link, and I'm so glad you're joining us today. Uh, my special guest today is photographer Pete Thorne. And Pete's put out a wonderful collection of uh, photos and stories and put it all in a wonderful book called Old Faithful Dogs of a Certain Age. And it's just a brilliant piece of work. So we're going to talk to Pete a little bit about how the project came about, uh, talk to him a little bit about some of uh, the dogs, talk to him about uh, life lessons, and uh, obviously how he tied it all together in the book. So it's going to be a fun time with Pete Thorne. Talk to him about Old Faithful. So everybody hang tight. We're going to come right back after these commercial breaks. You're listening to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. At Red Barn, our pet food ingredients work overtime. They aren't just there for show. Dandelion greens work to maintain a healthy digestive system. Salmon oil works to enhance the immune system. Green-lipped mussels work to support joint health. These hard-working ingredients support your dog's active, healthy life. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our grain-free stews. The only pet food with Red Barn Bully Sticks. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. It's your host, Tim Link, and joining me now is photographer Pete Thorne. Pete, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure, my pleasure. Congratulations on the book, Old Faithful Dogs of a Certain Age. Tell us a little bit about the book, first of all. Well, the book is a collection of portraits of senior dogs and combined with little stories and anecdotes and uh, thoughts and feelings about the, the, the dogs from the, the pet owners themselves. There you go. In the book, I mean, it's just beautifully how you put it together because when I take a look at it, you've got the photos of the dogs and they really capture their, their essence, I believe. And we're talking about dogs that typically, I don't know, do you have any younger than 10 years in here, Pete? Depends on the breed. So I think there's uh, maybe a, a boxer or a Dane that's a little under 10 years. But um, yeah, for the most part, they're all well into their golden years. That's right. Yeah, I see some of them. Uh, Rody's 18 years old, a Dotson. So they uh, definitely have a lot of wisdom in them. Now, how did the book come about, Pete? Originally, I became interested in the idea of photographing elderly subjects two years ago after attending my grandmother's 100th birthday party. I, uh, I went and photographed that party, and uh, I became interested in the idea of exploring elderly subjects. And I guess in a roundabout way, I just took my, my love of dogs, and I, I realized that there's been sort of something missing in terms of representation of dogs, of older dogs, often they're passed over in, in favor of young dogs in media and uh, just general attention. And I thought it was, uh, you know, maybe their turn to be put in the spotlight. So I started... Uh, postering around my city and my neighborhood, and uh, almost right away, the, the response has been really overwhelming. So it was basically just posting in local uh, newspaper ads or just signs around town letting people know that you're interested in photographing their senior dogs? Yes, signs on uh, on public bulletin boards. I've visited a number of vets, and it was just a really simple sign. It just said, uh, do you have a really old dog? I'm a photographer interested in photographing uh, portraits of senior dogs, you know, give me, uh, here's my information, give me a shout. And, uh, yeah, right away I started getting, uh, getting people emailing me almost like the same day. And, 
expressing interest in, in being part of this project. And so when I started getting that type of response, I realized, okay, well, it's one thing to put this out there. Now I actually have to execute it. So I started, uh, I started off bringing like one or two dogs in and, uh, it kept kind of gaining momentum after a while. I, I originally intended it just to be a visual project. Uh, you know, I was hoping to maybe have a show at a gallery or something and then maybe put together a small little booklet that I could just hand out at that, that show. But almost right away, people started to, when they contacted me, they write these incredible moving testimonials about their dogs, trying to, to convince me to, to photograph their dogs, to, to be, convince me to allow them to be part of the project. And so when I read those stories, I realized that you know, the, the images was one thing, but these insights into, uh, the people's owners, like relationship with their, their dogs and their pets was, uh, was something that was, that made the project that much more significant. So I found a way to, to combine those two together through, you know, that Facebook page. And then obviously it lent itself really well to being a book. When you started getting contacted by people to uh, have their dogs in the book, were you expecting originally that it may be difficult to get enough people interested in the program, or was it something you thought, oh, okay, I'll just get a handful of them and we'll be good to go? Yeah, I, I originally, like I said, just because it was meant to be a, just a small little, uh, like literally a pet project of mine, I was just looking for maybe 20 or so, you know, sort of looking for really old dogs, like you know, a lot of telltale signs of aging, you know, so the, the chipped and missing teeth, the milky eyes, uh, the, obviously the gray muzzle and the, the white eyebrows. Um, and I meant it to be something just sort of visually arresting, you know, these, these shots of kind of almost haggard looking old dogs. And then it, it, it's almost the project sort of just developed. It, it started becoming something a lot more by combining the text with it. And I just sort of kept going. I, I think I shot probably around 30 or 40 dogs that one summer. And then uh, in October, I had sent the, I had sent just an email to a favorite online photo blog, just, you know, saying, hey, guys, this is a little project I'm doing. You know, I thought you might be interested in it as, you know, as because they do sort of show off other photographers' works. And uh, within half an hour, they had wrote an article on it, put it on their front page, and literally overnight, it went viral. And I've woken up the next morning to interviews from all around the world, you know, Huffington Post, uh, National, BuzzFeed, uh, The Daily Mail, Board Panda. I could go on. But uh, yeah, then after that, obviously, it, I started getting requests from people all around the world to, to come and photograph their dogs. So sort of just snowballed from there. Amazing. Love how that happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the uh, the project itself, when you had to narrow it down, because I'm assuming you went with just a handful, as you said, and then it uh, exploded from there. Did you have a process in your mind of what you were looking for? Or was it more of, you know, did the photo outweigh perhaps the story or did it have to have both to have the impact? Um, definitely the impact of, of both the story and the, the image. But I think one of the main deciding factors was also just uh, the breed. So, I mean, every dog lover has their, their favorite breed. And so I wanted to have as good of a representation of them throughout the book as possible. So anybody that's going through and they're, say, rooting for Team Dash and are going to look for that 
that dog or, you know, if they're into the, the Danes or pit bulls, you know. So I, I wanted to have as many different types of dogs represented as possible. So, and also I needed to, because I, I ended up signing this book deal, what I was hoping would take me, say, eight months of shooting suddenly turned into, like, we want to get this done in, in two months' time so that we could, you know, have it available for this coming holiday season. This was last year at this time. So a lot of it, too, I realized that in order to get that variety of breeds, I would have to get out of a downtown city and start traveling around because, you know, some of the, the larger breeds are easier to find, but like in smaller towns or, or in smaller cities where there's like it's closer to the country. And so I was able to, to also spread the word a lot easier and get a lot of more response. So I could almost like pick and choose them before even inviting them in to be photographed and then take all the ones that I photographed and, and condense it down. But, I mean, it was, a, it was a difficult decision. You know, I would have obviously liked to just have a book with all of them in because I think uh, they're all quite special. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The thing that really stood out with me in the book is the fact that, you know, not only is it the story's great and the photos are fantastic, but the uniqueness of the photos. You know, uh, I think you really captured the essence of these animals because these as you said, these are not not only the gray in their senior years, the gray muzzled dogs that are all happy and jovial and got funny faces that you often see on the internet. These are animals that have a lot to say and have been, have seen a lot and been around the world, we'll say, in essence. So some of them, uh, it's not just the smiley happy, it's the wisdom behind it. Yeah, well, I think that comes from my background training as a photographer, as a fine art photographer. Um, I was always interested in in portraiture and I actually never really photographed any animals before this project. It just, I sort of applied how I would go about photographing a person and applied it to a dog. So, I mean, the, the images are very sort of traditional portrait style. They're all kind of head and shoulders. I, I'm really just wanting to challenge the, the viewer to look these dogs, you know, right in the eyes, or, or in some cases, you know, these dogs are blind or they only have one eye, but, uh, you know, just look at them in the face and really consider not the effects of aging, but the, the signs of, of aging on the face. Like the, that there are kind of, their life stories are kind of written all over them. And yeah, there's a, a lot. I didn't want to just go with sort of the, the really cutesy, tongue hanging out type of dog portraits that are kind of popular right now. I really just wanted to show like these dogs as being stoic and, and sort of very proud and, you know, a really kind of respectful image. You know, and, and some, I've, I've received a bit of feedback saying, you know, some people thought that the, the dogs look sad, and I, I'm not wanting to project that. I, I think they more look noble. I think it's, uh, you know, an old dog that isn't by fault or by default a sad dog. You know, these, these dogs, for a lot of them, have had really great lives, you know. The, the stories do kind of inform it as well. Like, some of them, the owners have had the dogs since they were, you know, a little puppy, and then in other cases, uh, the, the owners had it for maybe a few months because they rescued it. So there's, I mean, some have had like happy kind of stories to them and some have, you know, a little bit of a, of a more sentimental or sad story. But in, in all that, it's just meant to really celebrate these dogs. There you go. I think you did a great job with that. Well, listen, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll come back with uh, Pete Thorne, talk to him a little bit more about his book, Old Faithful, Dogs of a Certain Age. So everybody hang tight. We'll come back after these commercial breaks. This is Animal Rights Show on Pet Life Radio. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. 
It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. designerpetsweaters.com Hi, this is Tim Link, animal communicator and pet expert and host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have you ever wanted to know what your pet is really thinking? Do you want to find out if they truly understand what you're trying to tell them? Ever wish you could build a better understanding and closer relationship with your pet? Well, now you can. Learning to communicate with animals is a four-part on-demand workshop. In the workshop, you'll learn the essential techniques that are necessary to communicate with animals, including what is animal communication, breathing correctly to achieve the perfect state to communicate with your animals at a deeper level, using guided meditation exercises and method to communicate with animals, and how to send and receive information from your animals. So if you're wanting to learn how to communicate and connect with your animals at a deeper level, visit PetLifeRadio.com forward slash workshop and purchase and download Learning to Communicate with Animals. You'll be glad you did. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet Welcome back to Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. We're talking to uh, photographer Pete Thorne about his recently released book, Old Faithful Dogs of a Certain Age. Now, Pete, when you um, put together the book and got it out there, were there any unique challenges that you ran into that you weren't expecting, or was it just a breeze to walk through this and get it there? I mean, out of necessity, out of just having to get it done so quickly and to turn it around so quickly, it was actually a pretty easy process. I mean, I had a lot of... uh, a lot of support and, uh, from my friends and family. You know, a number of the cities that I went to, I had had already lived there previously, or I knew somebody. So, it was like in terms of finding my way around and setting up a shop and, and shooting, that was pretty easy. And also, just based on the popularity of the series when it went viral, I was able to announce to various uh, cities that you know the old faithful photo projects coming to your town. If you have an old dog, we were looking for candidates for this book, and you know I, I would receive a, a ton of responses so at that point it was just the hard work was just putting in the days i think that the hardest part really was kind of deciding which dogs are going to be in and which ones weren't i mean everybody obviously wants their, their dog to be featured so i mean i had publishers to help with that part but um yeah I'd, i sort of had to learn how to do it all really quickly and uh and so it was, it was a challenge but it was you know it's a lot of fun there you go. So the uh, I'm going to have to say we've got a lot of cat lovers out there. Have you been getting emails about putting together the cat book next? I am actually working on a cat book, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, I'm not certain if it's going to be a book yet, but it's definitely the follow-up project, so I'm hoping that we're going to be pushing it soon. For now, I've got to kind of keep it under wraps because uh, I don't really want to let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, But uh, I am sort of uh, actively working on, on a follow-up. Uh, this one's going to be a lot more lighthearted, a little bit sillier, and just, uh, yeah, just a different challenge. You know, the dog photography part was quite challenging, but, uh, you know, at least uh, the dogs work for food, and, you know, you can relatively get them to sit still. The, the cats is a, is a whole other, whole other yeah. uh, thing, <laughs> but... Uh, 
it's fun. Yeah, cats do what they want to do. They don't buy into the word work. That's usually a good <laughs> – sorry, cat no. fans out there. But I'm glad you're doing that. You guys heard it first on Animal Rights Show. You're going to look for Pete Thorne and his uh, wonderful cat photography coming up hopefully in a book soon. So, yeah, you got to be careful out there, Pete. If you're writing about dogs, you got to get the cats in there too and vice versa. Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pete, after putting together the book and putting together the photos and everything you've done with this, is there a particular lesson that you've learned or is there something that uh, really hit you uh, that you weren't expecting? I guess just the incredible bond that uh, that people have with their pets. I mean, I've always had a pet growing up. I wasn't there for senior years. I'd moved out of the house, home by then um, and haven't really had the uh, the opportunity to have one since. Uh, I mean, I'm a, a dogless dog lover right now. Um, it's something I really hope to remedy in the next little while. It's just that all this has happened so, so quickly that, uh, you know, I'm quite busy, but uh, I'm really hoping to put together the space and the time to focus on my work and allow me to have a dog. But um, I guess I get a little envious of, uh, of the relationships that people have with their dogs and, uh, you know, how big of a part of their life they are. And, you know, especially reading these stories, I think anybody that has a pet, uh, a dog specifically, or has had one will find something in, in the, the owner's accounts of the dog that uh, would resonate with, with their own experiences with them. Yeah, so I, I guess, I mean, I get my cuddle time in with the, with the dogs when I'm shooting, but uh, I'm kind of always a little bit jealous when uh, when I see somebody walking down the street with their, their dog. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, it's always, uh, it's a special bond, you're right, and uh, it's definitely their member of the family, and uh, uh, it's a very unique situation. And I think you did a great job when you were talking about you know our senior dogs, how much they have meant to us in our lifetime, what they continue to mean to us, and all the uh, lessons we can learn from them. So, Pete, where can people find out more about you and the book and keep track of all the uh, wonderful activities you got going on? Well, so the book has 75 dogs in it and their stories, but I, because I photographed so many and because this is a project that's still dear to me, I usually post a new dog every couple of days on, uh, that isn't featured in the book, so all new ones, every couple of days on my Facebook page, which is Old Faithful Photo, as well Instagram, which is the exact same thing, Old Faithful Photo, and uh yeah, and through any of those, they could contact me to find out more about the book. I hope that, uh, I believe that the book is widely available uh, across North America, so either online or your local bookstore. And I really hope, yeah, people take the chance to flip through it. I think uh, if it's a great book if you're a dog lover or if you know somebody that is a dog lover. Absolutely, absolutely, and just a fan of big, you know, of photography, the real essence behind it and everything you put together on it, I think it's fantastic. So we'll share all those sites out there. Meanwhile, everybody, uh, go out and pick up a copy of Old Faithful, Dogs of a Certain Age by uh, Pete Thorne. Pete, congratulations again on a wonderful uh, collection and a wonderful book you put together there. We'll be interested in keeping tabs on all the activities you got going on and look forward to speaking to you again uh, real soon, hopefully when that cat book comes out. There you go. <laughs> Thanks. All right. Well, we're coming to the end of the show today. I want to thank everybody for listening to Animal Rights Show on Pet Life Radio. I'd also like to thank our sponsors and producers for making this show possible. To find out more about me, Tim Link, and the other guests I've interviewed on the Animal Rights Show, you can visit PetLifeRadio.com, click on the Animal Rights icon, and listen to all the wonderful interviews and keep tabs of what's going on. And while you're there, make sure you check out all the other wonderful hosts and shows on the network, which is PetLifeRadio.com. If you have any questions for me, comments, or ideas for the show, you can email me 
Email me at tim at petliferadio.com, and I'll be glad to answer your questions, entertain your comments, and bring on the people you want to hear from most. So until next time, write a great story about the animals in your life. Share it in a blog, an article, or in a book. Who knows? You may be the next guest on Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have a great day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.